I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. So today we have Jessica on the podcast and Jessica decided to go with a birth center for her first Although she did have a really smooth pregnancy, she ran into a slight complication after giving birth, but her midwife was able to deal with it and avoid a hospital transfer. So it's really important. That's one of the things that people worry about with birth centers and home births, what will happen in the case of an emergency or a complication. And it's important to talk to your midwives about that because often they can handle things bigger things than we think that they can because this is what they do right exactly I think a lot of people think if they run into any sort of problem that the midwives are immediately going to transfer them to the hospital and that's not necessarily the case I think they really try to avoid that at all costs because they know they can resolve many issues and they also know that you don't want to go to the hospital so it's it's typically actually my midwife told me that most of the time, the, the only transfers they have to hospitals is for first-time moms who want to get an epidural, which I can totally see yeah. that happening. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Like, Or exa- exhaustion plays a big part into it, too. Yeah, um, I but, can see that, too. Yeah, but in the case of something like a, a postpartum hemorrhage or even a sh- shoulder dystocia, something mm-hmm. often midwives can deal with more than people think. So yeah, definitely. I think that Jessica's story is a good testament to that. Yeah, for sure. So I think you guys are all going to enjoy her positive birth story and are going to really like hearing Jessica. And if you guys are liking what you're hearing, please go and head over to iTunes and give us a quick review. We would love to see that you guys are enjoying the episodes and Also, we'd love to see what you're doing while you're listening. So take a quick picture and then tag us in your Instagram stories and we'll be sure to repost. So we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin and it's been great so far. 
They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women Prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. Um, I am an artist. I'm a painter and um, I work from home. So I have a little studio um, on the first floor of our house. And my husband is a musician by heart and he manages a beard care company. Oh, wow. By day. Um, yeah. And so he actually just works like a couple blocks down the street from us, which is really awesome. That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, there's like no commute and um, especially with the quarantine, he's been around a lot more these days. That's really nice. And you have a brand new baby, right? Yes. And so we just had our first. He is eight weeks old. Um, his name is William Shepard and oh. he's named after his granddaddy, William Hale, but we call him Shepard. So um He's going to have oh, to deal so with cute. that his whole life. His little name. <laughs> so, so when did you guys decide to start your family and what was your journey like to getting pregnant? Well, we, um, we've been married for just over three years now. Um, we met about four years ago and everything just like happened really fast for us. Um, we got married um, like 10 months later. And we waited a couple years, um, and then I think sometime around this time last year, maybe like in February, we were like, yeah, we're ready to start trying for kids. Um, and so we we tried for a couple months, and we got pregnant, I think, like four months in. So it was relatively um, simple for us, which is a blessing, because I know that's not the case with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and even those couple months where, um, we were trying and, and it was a no every month. It was like that, that fear and panic of what if I can't get pregnant? Yeah. Get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah, that is so hard. Even if it is a couple months, it's just like the waiting is so difficult. Yeah. yeah it's amazing yeah. how each month, like when you're trying to get pregnant is so long and that two weeks that you're waiting mm-hmm. and you're analyzing every symptom that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. seriously especially <laughs> in 
April, I was like, I swear I'm pregnant. I think this is it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then I took a test and it was no. And oh. I like devastated. And, mm-hmm. and then I told myself I wouldn't keep taking tests every month. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was helpful for me to like spend that much energy, like um, just yeah, hoping for something and then being disappointed. And so right. we got pregnant at the end of May, but we didn't know for several weeks because I didn't take a test. Wow. You actually committed to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Well, my, I've always been like pretty irregular. And so when I was late, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. And I waited like another week or two. And then I was having some more symptoms. I was like, all right, I'm going to take a test. Now it's time. <laughs> wow. That's exciting. So how did your pregnancy go? Pregnancy was, uh, pregnancy was really hard. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of chuckle at that now because I feel like looking back, pregnancy was a lot easier than postpartum, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. But in it, it felt, it felt pretty hard. Um, I was sick um, with nausea and just a lot of fatigue for the first probably 14 to 18 weeks. Um, I mm-hmm. think I, by 18 weeks, I wasn't having any nausea anymore, but that was just like exhausting to be nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I lost quite a bit of weight and cause I just wasn't eating. Um, and then yeah, week 18 or 19 hit and I just felt like a ton better and um, started gaining weight and started getting the tiny little bump and uh, um, second trimester was, was really good for me. Um, I felt like I had good energy and, um, yeah, just like clarity. Um, I was, I felt like that was my nesting season when, when I was like trying to do a bunch of stuff around the house, uh, lots of mm-hmm. like just bustling energy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Second trimester is always like the best. I don't know where that energy comes from. <laughs> How did, was your third trimester just as good or was it a little bit harder? Um, third trimester was a little harder cause, mm-hmm. um, I just was like uncomfortable in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I started getting really tired again. Um, and was like hungry all the time and <laughs> you're making up like, for that first trimester. <laughs> no kidding. Um, <laughs> People would tell me like to prepare for just like insatiable hunger and they weren't joking because I would just eat <laughs> nonstop. Um, yeah, but their third trimester was, um, it was mostly just like being uncomfortable in a new way. And I was, especially towards the end, I was still trying to work and I had some like painting commissions I was trying to do. And, and I, remember just being so frustrated because I couldn't stand very long like my pelvic floor was like hurting so much Mm -hmm. uh, that if I stood for too long in in any given day like it was just throbbing oh yeah and that's so hard yeah it was it was mostly like just a a time for me to learn to slow down a little bit more because Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of I like staying busy and I like having a lot of things to do um, but it forced me to just like 
take a break and slow down and even prepare a little bit for like entering a slower season with a baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's very, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like pregnancy, especially towards the end, it kind of makes you more aware that your life is no longer just yours. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, it does sort of pre- prepare you, you know, I want to be in charge, but I'm not in charge anymore. So <laughs> little tiny baby is yeah. yeah that's the truth so did you not always know that you wanted to have a natural birth or is that something that you you know looked into while you were pregnant hmm. yeah I would say a natural birth was something I grew into um I don't feel like I always desired that um and actually, the biggest thing was I, I was scared of the pain of labor mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and even when I got it, I remember the first probably four or five months, I was terrified. I was like, how am I going to deliver a baby when, when all I've heard is like people talk about how much it hurts? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that I don't handle pain particularly well. And um, I just had this narrative in my head of like how excruciating and like painful labor is and how it's like the worst thing imaginable. Like no one would ever want to experience this. And and literally I I was like, I was petrified um, for, for a really long time. Even, even though I knew I wanted to have a natural birth at that point Um, Mm -hmm. I was I was like terrified of how much I would feel it um Mm -hmm. and what it would feel like yeah but I ended up I recognized at some point during the second trimester that I was having these feelings and I was able to actually like like put words around it and name it a little bit like oh I have this narrative and it's really negative around labor and delivery um, just from hearing other people share their stories, um, I felt like mostly what I would hear is people talk about how much it hurt or talk about like the extreme parts of labor and delivery, which I, I get because that makes more more of like an interesting story to share, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big things that happened. Um, but what I didn't hear from many other mamas um, was like that labor can be beautiful that you actually like look forward to and remember with good memories um, and remember with fondness. And so I spent probably like, oh, I don't even know how many hours, countless hours listening to podcasts just like yours um, and listening to other women tell their stories of natural labor um, because I felt like I needed to replace all that negative language with positive language. And I needed to hear other women talking about labor and delivery in really like positive ways. Yeah. I mean, you really do have to seek that out. Like it's not, it doesn't come easily to hear those positive stories. Right. And I, I did the same exact thing as you and found the podcast and just listened to them all the time. That's honestly what it's, it's possible to prepare yourself just with that hearing, you know, good stories. Yeah. yeah. So you decided from the beginning that you were going to deliver at a birth center? 
Um, yeah, we decided. So we were with a different midwife group up until 24 weeks, actually. Okay. Um, and they were really close to us, um, but they delivered at a hospital. And the whole time, I just really felt uneasy. I didn't want to deliver at a hospital. Um, I wanted, uh, ideally, I was actually interested in a home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but with it being our first and with everything just being so unknown and foreign to us, um, like my husband and I decided to, to birth at a birthing center um, instead. But it meant we had to go um, out to Bryn Mawr and drive 45 minutes to that birthing center. Um, oh, man. So it, it just took like us committing to that. Right. Committing to going there for all of our prenatal appointments from there on out. Yeah. That is, that is quite a drive (laughs) when you don't know how labor is going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. At some point early on though, like I knew I wanted to birth outside of a hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, We ended up switching at 24 weeks over to them. And I'm so glad we did because I, as soon as we switched, I was like, yes, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. And, And it is hard to switch in the middle of your pregnancy, I did the same thing. And it's like so hard. You're, you get comfortable with somebody and it's, it's really hard for, to make that switch, but I think it's good to let other people know that, you know, you can do it and it can be even better of an experience. Right. So what was, did you let your loved ones know your birth plans? And if so, what was their reaction? Hmm. Um, we, everybody knew we were going to be birthing at the birth center, um, birthing as naturally as possible with as little medical intervention as we could. Um, and everyone supported that. Um, they were like very, yeah, enthusiastic for us to do that. However, I did have several people, um, uh, kind of vocalize that I don't handle pain very well. And they were surprised I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, and, and kind of almost doubted whether I would be able to or not. Oh, man. Um, but I felt like I, I was pretty resolved and like, this is, this is what I want. Um, so it didn't, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I hate that people think that like your tolerance, tolerance for pain you know, it's going to, if you're going to be able to birth naturally or not, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to really like any woman can do it. It's not (laughs) right. Right. It's not. And it's not like the same kind of pain pain with a purpose as they say. It's not like you, you cut your arm or you're miserable with a cold for weeks. It's like pain with a purpose and pain with an end. So, and you get a baby at the end of it. So how can that be bad? (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah, but I just because I always I don't think I have a high tolerance for pain, you know. But I did it, and it was just fine. Like I just don't think that it really designates how your labor is going to go at all. Right. So, how did you prepare yourself for, for labor? Well, um, yeah, like I said, I was listening to a lot of podcasts, and mm-hmm. I felt like I was trying to do a lot of mental work ahead of time, um, and and that was probably the best thing I would have done prepare was like the mental mm-hmm. side of stuff because yeah. in the moment it's, it felt like all I had to do physically was just 
let my body take over. Mm-hmm. And the mental part was the like the hardest thing for me. Yeah. And and so let's see, how did I prepare? I was um I was doing a lot of like stretches and um trying to stay as active as possible up until uh delivery. So I was still even going to the gym up until like 37 weeks. Um and then eating really well um and taking different um supplements and herbs and things mm-hmm. to perform at its peak so to say um yeah that's awesome so how were you feeling as you approached your due date were you getting excited by then or were you still kind of nervous honestly by the time I, yeah by probably like 32 weeks or so I was like really excited and really looking forward to labor and delivery and um, and then I would say that to a couple people and it would sound a little strange, but I, I genuinely was like, I'm really excited to see what my body can do and, and to just like, um, yeah, trust, trust my instincts and kind of let them take over. Um, so I was, I was really looking forward to it. It was, I knew it was going to be intense and be, um, like not something that I could expect even. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at that point I wasn't like anxious or anything. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, I could see other people thinking that was weird, <laughs> but you're like speaking our language. I feel that's, the same way about giving birth. <laughs> that's a really good attitude to have too, you know? Yeah, like it, it really is. It, it's so much of labor and even like getting through pregnancy is mental and, if you can have a good, excited attitude like that, you can't really go wrong. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we had oh, we had read some books too. Like I was reading a ton of books, um, but one one of the books was talking about fear and adrenaline, and um, and if you enter labor with fear, it like heightens pain so much more for you. Mm-hmm, and how exactly. adrenaline is like one of the hormones that you really want to um, avoid during most mm-hmm. of labor um, because it'll actually like increase pain um, and you only want to like access the adrenaline right at the end like during pushing mm-hmm. um, but the books were really helpful as well and we took a bunch of birthing classes too which were amazing um, we were taking those with life cycle, um, the birth center and, and those helped us prepare a lot, just kind of knowing what to expect. And especially for my husband, Daniel, to feel like he had a role and like ways he could, um, help me labor and ways he could care for me and kind of know like what my body was doing during different times. Yeah. That's so cool. You guys really, you guys really did a lot to prepare. And I think that's, really awesome. So did you, um, were you overdue? Did you have the baby before your due date? Yeah, we, um, we were due February 25th, the day before our third year anniversary. (laughs) And he came on the 21st. So he came four days early. Yeah. Okay. And, um, did you, did you have, were you uh, like ready at that point? I mean, everyone's ready at that point, <laughs> I'm sure. But did you 
try anything to kind of get labor kickstarted? Um, honestly, I wasn't doing too many things. Um, I was going for a walk like every evening. Um, and I was taking evening primrose oil um, to kind of help my cervix open a little. Yeah, I feel like we're by like 39 weeks, everybody's like, <laughs> sorry, by 39 weeks, I feel like we're all like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> <Can> move on. <laughs> yeah, um, we had had our like 39 week appointment on Tuesday, and she had asked if I wanted to have my cervix checked to see if I was dilated at all. And I said no, just because I was like, he's going to come when he comes and me knowing if I'm dilated or not, it, it, it wouldn't be helpful for me because I, if I was dilated, then I would be like, oh, it's going to happen any, any moment, you know? And if it wasn't, then I might be like, uh, trying to like push things along, you know? Um, so I said no, but then he came Friday, like three days later. So when did contractions start? So um, I think they started Thursday night, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that they were contractions. <laughs> um, I had, you know, I was sleeping terribly at that point anyway. And um, Thursday night was particularly rough. And I woke up and I was telling my husband like, oh, I'm, I was really uncomfortable last night. And I was up peeing like eight times. And my bladder just like felt really strange last night. And I figured it was just like another symptom, uh, you know, a new thing. Um, But then as I'm telling him this, I get another one of these like sensations that I'd been having all during the night. And I, and I was like, oh, there it is again. It's like my bladder is like being pushed on or something. And then it happens five minutes later um, while we're still sitting there talking. And this time it wraps around my back. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, oh, wait, this might be early labor. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh, this is, this is only five minutes apart. <laughs> yeah. And, and literally they started five minutes apart from there on out. Um, and, and they never, they were, that was the longest apart they were actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was at like 8.30 or nine o'clock on Friday morning. Uh-huh. Um, and then by... We got up and we like ate breakfast and he got ready and went to work. And um, by the time he left, um, they were probably four minutes apart. And I was like walking around the house, just trying to like breathe and, and focus. Um, but I, I still was like, oh, this is false labor. It's probably going to go away. Like there's no way he's coming early. Most babies, most first babies come late type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and so I had only I had texted like my sisters and my mom and had told them, "Hey, I'm having some early labor pains. Probably nothing. Um, we'll keep you guys updated." Something like that. Um, but by ten thirty, um, like a half hour after my husband left, I called him and I was like, "You need to come home now because <laughs> I was like, I think we need to go to the birth center, uh, like ASAP." Um, and so he did. He came home. Um, a, got home like a half hour later and we were scrambling to like pack up the house. And at that point, um, he in when he got home and I was on all fours mm-hmm. in the kitchen, like just rolling through the contraction and oh, man. 
yeah he said it, he like walked in and was like oh my gosh like this is <laughs> happening um yeah and so at that point I had called the midwife and um I had two contractions on the phone with her and she she was like well maybe some comfort measures for today maybe uh you know go for a walk <laughs> watch a movie take a shower and and at, at that point I still wasn't certain like that these weren't going to stop you know right um when I was talking to her on the phone and and I hung up with her and about 10 minutes later is when I called my husband and I was like, yeah, no, these aren't going away. They're getting really fast. They're three minutes apart now. Like we need to go type of thing. Yeah. And the midwife's like, no, just stay home, watch a movie. You're like, uh-uh, that's not yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys left right, right when your husband got home? Yeah. It's, well, as soon as he got home, he like starts packing up stuff and, mm-hmm. um, I'm on all fours, like (laughs) we leave pretty much. Um, And we got everything in the car and we, you know, I'm a little nervous at this point because it's a 45 minute drive. And um, by the time we left, contractions were two minutes apart. And I was like, we're going to make it there, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. How was that car ride? The car, had to be rough. the car ride was uh pretty difficult because I yeah it, I couldn't move and I really wanted to be able to like move and sway and like yeah uh, yeah have motion <laughs> throughout these contractions and I remember at one point just like whipping that seatbelt off because I and like, arching my back in the car and so the car ride was was a uh, pretty miserable. And, um, I think my husband was going like 90 miles an hour trying to get there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. But it by, like, Oh, that he must've been so It nervous. went by like in a blink, uh, looking back. Like, I don't even really remember driving. I just remember like focusing on trying to, yeah, yeah trying to make it there. <laughs> so when you got to the birth center, what uh what happened then I guess the midwife realized you weren't gonna be watching a movie then no yeah so we had called her like halfway (laughs) to the birth center and we're like we're on our way contractions are two minutes apart um so we get there and she uh checks my cervix to see how dilated I am and she goes you're nine centimeters dilated already whoa and yeah oh wow Wow. Talk about yeah. quick. And oh so my gosh. I, I had told my husband even earlier in the week, I was like, I think I'm, I think I'm starting to dilate. And I don't know how I knew that. I just, I felt like I could sense, um, things like changing and different like sensations down there. Um, mm-hmm. and so it didn't necessarily surprise me when she said nine centimeters, but I was so relieved because yeah, I bet. at that point I was like, this is so intense. What if I'm only like two centimeters dilated and I have 24 more hours to go? Like, right. You know, it's that like not knowing how long is it going to take? How long am I going to feel? And how, how much harder it's going to get? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. I, I didn't realize it, but what, by the time we got there, I was entering transition already. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that was probably, 
uh, yeah, shortly after we arrived was like the most intense that labor was. Um, so did you use like a birth tub or anything? I, I did for about five minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like it? No, I actually loved it, but we just didn't have time. So oh. uh, they, uh, unfortunately, they don't let you actually deliver in the birth tub. Uh, mm-hmm. They only let you labor in it. But okay. um, I had like all these uh, expectations that I would be using all sorts of different like comfort measures during labor. And that pretty much all went out the window because he came so fast that I didn't have time <laughs> to like even use any of them. Uh, right. Other than like my husband doing this hip squeeze, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember just like, yeah, like yelling at him, squeeze harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so funny. Yeah. So I, I did get in the tub for about five, 10 minutes, maybe. Um, Oh, that must've been so hard getting out of it. Yeah. Um, my water broke like in the, in the tub. And as soon as my water mm-hmm. broke, they wanted me to, to get out because I was, it was obvious like he was coming any minute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. As soon as my water broke, it was like an instantaneous difference though in, in the sensations. So before it was like just this, overwhelming like ache in my belly you know and all through my back Mm -hmm. um but as soon as my water broke it was like holy cow I cannot not push like this this child is pushing itself out um right oh my gosh so how did pushing go pushing was um intense (laughs) (laughs) um and and I say intense because I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if painful is the right word to use. Mm-hmm. I mean, labor is labor is hard. It's like not pleasant um, to feel those sensations. But honestly, I feel like the only painful moment was when I tore, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, because to, to me, like pain is an ow type of sensation and um labor was more of like a whoa like this is just overwhelming right exactly Um, I don't know if that makes sense but to me that's it does to me (laughs) yeah and I know some that makes perfect sense yeah I know some women would say like labor is really painful and that's that's fine that that might be how it feels for them yeah so pushing Mm -hmm. was like Pushing was intense, but I actually liked being able to push because um, I felt like I could, I was making progress and like uh, I was able to actually do some work and and help get him out type of thing. Yeah, it almost felt like almost like relieving to me because there was all this pressure and you just wanted to get the yeah. pressure away yeah. you know yeah and you yeah because when you're when you're in transition and you're ha- feeling that pressure there's nothing you can do except just deal with right. it like there's literally nothing you can do and finally at least you can push you know this this baby's coming out like in the very near future yeah <laughs> yeah so how long were you pushing I think I pushed for about uh 35 to 40 minutes Oh, wow, that's quick for your first baby. Yeah, it, he came so fast. So <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> he was born just over two hours after we got to the birth center. Um, 
Wow. So it was just like a whirlwind. I don't think I even really opened my eyes. <laughs> like, from the time we got there to the time he was born. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, he, it was, I think it was about 40 minutes or so of pushing. Um, and there was one moment when I, when I remember saying to my husband, just like through, through whimpering, almost like, I don't know if I can do this any longer. And <laughs> And he said at that point, the head was already coming out like three inches or so with each push. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and it was literally the next push he came out. Um, but, oh. but it's like, I didn't know how, how much he was coming out. And I didn't really want to look. I just wanted to focus. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know like, oh, you're so close. You're so close. Right, exactly. So, so what was that moment like when he finally came out and they handed you your baby? Oh, it's just the best thing. Um, I'm gonna cry thinking about it now. <laughs> oh. um, plus, all these postpartum hormones uh, still yes. real. <laughs> yeah, it was really sweet, and I, I think the first thing I said was, "I did it." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's such an amazing feeling. Yeah, it was it was really special. Um, I remember they put him on me and then he was like covered in vernix and mm-hmm. like really just cheesy looking, you know, white all over. <laughs> and I remember just rubbing, rubbing that into his skin and um, just like holding him there in my chest. And my husband was... Um, just like leaning in really close to like my face and holding him as well. Uh, oh, it was yeah, very just like, that's so special. Tender raw moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, I, I, the something that always stands out to me is like I still remember my my oldest two are are twelve and nine and a half, and I'm pregnant with my third now. But I still remember that feeling of the first time holding them, and. I can almost feel them in my, you know, like that, just that warm little new human is being held. Like you're it's also just such a weird thing. Yeah. Cause you're like, wait, this baby was in my belt and now it's just on. And it's just like, almost just, it's, surreal. it's insane. It yeah. is surreal. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I remember looking at him and thinking he was so huge. Like how did he just come out? You know, he was <laughs> like this side. thing. Right. How big was he? He was eight, nine, and... Oh, that's not tiny, for especially for an early baby. Yeah, I'm glad that he came early, because I'm like... I'm, it would have been big. Yeah, it would have been a lot bigger. <laughs> Seriously, did you know what, that you were having a boy? We did know, yes. Okay, okay. But I was a big baby, oh I was 10 pounds, and my husband was like nine, I think like nine, ten as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Big babies, and... I was like, I'm going to have a giant baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's always scary. That's like the one scary thing in your pregnancy. You're like, I don't know how big this baby's yeah. going to be. <laughs> Not that it, I mean, people actually say that it doesn't really um, necessarily affect how like the pushing phase goes, you know, yeah. like little tiny people can give birth to 10 pound babies and it's okay. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, so, it probably doesn't feel much different to have one more pound no. on the baby. No. Yeah. No, just a bi- a big head. That's what I always think of. Like a big head yeah. or wide shoulders. Like that would That's that's a little yeah, that's a little different. Yeah. 
So how long did you guys stay at the birth center? Oh, um, we were there for just over 12 hours, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. And it, what was it like? I know you mentioned that you could feel yourself tear. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that doesn't sound so fun. So no. Uh-uh. what was your immediate postpartum experience like? Yeah. Right after uh, he came out was actually um, a little traumatic. Um, we, I had some complications. So um, he came out, they put him on my chest and um, gave us a few minutes, you know, they're kind of cleaning me up. And then um, they're doing that massage on your belly, trying to get the placenta to come out and like, just like digging, 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 which is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're trying to get they were trying to get him to nurse as well and to latch, which um, he wasn't. And my placenta didn't come out for um, just over a half hour, actually. Um, and I was bleeding quite a bit. So they were at a, at a half hour. Um, they were like, okay, this is, this is serious. Your placenta needs to come out. Um, so we either have to do a manual extraction Um, which if you don't know what a manual extraction is, let me tell you, (laughs) um, they stick their arm, the midwife sticks her arm up into your uterus and literally manually moves the placenta. And she, she tells me, she's like, we either have to do a manual extraction or we have to transfer you to the hospital and, um, have it like surgically removed. Wow. And and she's like, you're losing a lot of blood. um, And this is pretty critical at this point. And I was like, sorry, what? Like, I I was not about to let them do a manual extraction. (laughs) And at that point, I literally just started praying. I was like, please, 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 Lord, let this placenta come out. And within 30 seconds, I had a major contraction and it came out. Oh my gosh, thank goodness. Yeah. I've I've heard a birth story about someone having a manual extraction and sounds- they said that they were literally kicking their midwife. Oh. <laughs> like it was so yeah. painful. I I was like you're going to do what? Not where I just push yeah. the baby out there. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. Uh, Oof, I, no, I was no, like no. <laughs> about to I was about to lose it actually at that point. I was like I can't I can't like <laughs> Yeah, because you're on this high of like giving birth and then you get that news. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was done. Yeah. Uh, so oh, I was, thank so, goodness it came out on oh its own. Goodness, yeah. I was so thankful it came <laughs> out. Um, and then the bleeding, like, was that, like, how did that go? Yeah. Did that stop at that point? It stopped uh, shortly after the placenta came out. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And so <laughs> um, I, had, I had lost quite a bit of bud, blood. <laughs> So they gave me mm-hmm. an IV to help with fluids. Um, and then they gave me a shot of Pitocin in the leg to try to help my um, uterus contract more to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had to stitch me up, which um, I had close to third degree tears. Um, oh, but they were really deep because he had his arm around his neck when he came out um, mm-hmm. and like kind of almost wrapped up like around his ear. So she, 
the midwife was like, yeah, you kind of, he kind of made it a little more difficult and like he, you tore a little bit more because of how his arm was placed. Um, uh, okay. So the stitching up took an hour oh, and gosh. that was, that was, I think a lot more difficult than labor because Oh yeah, it definitely is. Oh, yeah, like you just want it to be over at that point. And <laughs> yeah. And it's like labor, like you guys said earlier, labor pain is at least purposeful. Mm-hmm. And and that to me was like there's a needle down there in an area that's really sensitive and like <laughs> yeah. and it didn't feel like, you know, the pain had a purpose at that point. It was like, right. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. And I, I remember even getting like frustrated with my midwife. Like, are you almost oh, done? Yeah. <laughs> and didn't realize she's like just starting. And oh no. And at one point she stopped and she was like, Is it too much? Like, do you do you want the laughing gas or something? And and I was like, No, just get it done with. Like <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say, sure, actually. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's rough well at least when they finished eventually and then you got to just snuggle your baby (laughs) yeah um yeah so it was it was about two hours after he was born that I really got to like hold him and try to nurse him Um, Mm -hmm. and then we realized we haven't talked to family or communicated to like anybody since the morning and hardly anybody even knew we were at the birth center oh my gosh Um, because it just happened so fast. Actually, yeah. I think we had texted some family and then like, we're, we're going to the birth center. And that was the last thing they heard from us. Oh my gosh. Did you have like all these texts or were they just like anxiously waiting by their phones? I, th- I think my husband had a lot of uh, texts and like missed phone calls. And, <laughs> and I'm sure people were thinking like, oh, she's early, you know. Um, and And they probably thought like, I would be in labor for a while if I even was in labor. Yeah. But the next thing like they got from us was a FaceTime call and we're like, you want to meet somebody? Oh, <laughs> and quite a surprise. <laughs> That's so funny. So how was your recovery at home? Um, recovery at home was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we left at, in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. from the birth center. And um, at that point, we were wide awake and we were like, you know what, we could stay here a few more hours or we could just go home and be more comfortable. So we did. Um, we went home and my parents were already at our house. Um, and then my sister, who was supposed to be like our our third person during the labor, she was supposed to be there for the labor and help um but he came early she flew in um that day and so she was around um for the next 10 days while I recovered and that's so nice yeah it was wonderful to like have her around and to my parents were around quite a bit as well so I pretty much just laid up in bed um and only moved between my bedroom and the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great to have like lots of help. And my husband had a week off of work and uh, yeah, we just got to like enjoy him and take it slow. 
That's so nice. Did you did you do any research into postpartum um, while you were pregnant? You know, I I honestly can't say that I thought m- much about postpartum, mm-hmm. uh, which is maybe why like it's it's been like a lot more difficult for me than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't, I didn't expect the hormones uh, to be so overwhelming and so unstable. Oh yeah. Um, and I, and I was really, really sore from the stitches and the tearing for several weeks. Um, I wish like looking back, I'm like, yeah, it probably would have been helpful to have like done more research on postpartum. <laughs> I think that yeah, most of us couldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, you think you focus so much on the birth and it's hard to think about what happens after that. Um, So yeah, would you do anything differently with your next baby if you guys choose to have another? Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure I would. I, well, other than maybe wanting to do a home birth Mm -hmm. um, and, but we loved birthing at the birth center. Like it was wonderful for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful too that like with some of the complications I had afterwards, like they had, um, you know, all the equipment and stuff, which most midwives would be able to handle the complications I had. Right. Definitely. So do you have any advice for mm-hmm. moms who are considering a med-free birth? I would say um, read The Birth Partner. That book was super helpful for us. Um, even if like for any mom, even if you're not considering a natural birth, like that book was like a beautiful resource of just kind of helping us know what to expect. Um, and then I would probably say, um, I would say, listen to like other stories of other moms, um, and women that have birthed naturally just a depth of resource and of like stories in the back of my mind to draw from like, knowing, um, Oh, this is normal. Or like, um, this is, yeah, just like, yeah. Like I've, I've heard this before. Like this is not out of the ordinary. I'm not the only person that this happened to like that. Yeah. And give me courage helps. even for like in the moment, like thousands of women throughout time, you know, hundreds, millions of women have done this before. Mm -hmm. And my body was designed to do this, you know, it's meant to do this. Um, And, and something that um, one of the midwives said to me during one of our appointments was your body knows how to birth a baby and your baby knows how to deliver itself. Um, And that, that's really empowering remember like right. I don't I don't have any control over what's going to happen during this labor and delivery um other than just like letting my body take over and and trusting my instincts you know yeah and I, I think it's it's great that you got yourself to a good mental state you know and you you're looking forward to it and you surrounded yourself with those positive mm-hmm. stories because we always hear people love to tell you the bad things yeah birth or the scary moments or you know it's painful but you can choose to look at it a different way you know right I couldn't agree more it it really 
does like a world of difference to enter it like with positive associations and and choose to like yeah to see it in a different light um like I look back and I I love our birth story and honestly I'm like excited for the next one and it kind of gives you this like high you know it's like oh, I yeah. just did this and like for weeks you're kind of like yeah <laughs> yeah um I like I'd never been more proud to be a female um than after I several weeks after I delivered him just like so proud of what my body was able to do it is and it kind of it, it yeah. gives you this like special this special bond almost with other women that have gone before you and it's just yeah. it sounds sort of cheesy to say it but it's true you know like you you look back and you're like wow it's really amazing what we can do you know yeah right so and then and then your body like sustains that baby yeah. with breast milk <laughs> i know and watching this little like human that you made inside you grow with something that you're body was designed to grow it's like it's it's a miracle it really is it's incredible yeah yeah it's beautiful. so you're right in the thick of it with a newborn so do you have anything any products or anything that's been really useful for you or your baby in these last couple of weeks hmm well for recovery I um I loved having um witch hazel on mm. aloe vera and this baths and i would use that like for perennial care so how can our listeners get in touch with you um they could they can follow yeah. me on instagram um i have an account for my artwork um and i've been sharing some photos and a little oh. bit about becoming a mama there and um they can find me on Facebook as well if they'd like um but I'd be more than happy to like talk with other expectant mothers um as this has been like such a special experience for me and something I've really really come to love I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah. like I love sharing this story now yeah, I'm, I bet. What is your Instagram handle? My Instagram is the Darling Bauer, um, like B O W E R. Okay, awesome. Well, we will link that in the show notes so people can get in touch with you and check out your artwork mm-hmm. or just talk about birth. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy to share my story. Thanks, guys, for listening. And thank you so much to Jessica for sharing her birth story with us. And don't forget, follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. We'd also love to hear your birth story. So if you have a story that you want to share, then either send us an email at birthnaturallypodcast at gmail.com. If you go on our Instagram, we have a dog barking in the background. Uh, if you go on our Instagram we have a link tree and there is a link to fill out the Google form submit your details about you and your birth and we'd love to share your story because it's important and it helps other moms who are in the same position so thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys again soon